Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to talk about the challenge, Ride or Dies, Episode 7. Happy belated Thanksgiving, everyone. I thought this was a really good episode. For me, I thought this was potentially the best episode of the season. I think that we're kind of in a situation now where I really hope they hold Pat with the format and make them put in four pairs as long as possible. I would even need to think if theoretically it would be possible for them to do it all the way until the end, because I think it really does help push along the storyline, make tough decisions happen and give us interesting content. Yeah. I would, I don't know if I would say it was the best episode of the season. I would certainly say it was the most interesting though. Like when, when Nelson and Norris won the mission, what were you expecting them to do? Not what they did. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it was, they definitely seemed to, the wrong decision was to put Amber B and Chauncey in. I don't think that makes any sense. I think, so I, I think there were two big takeaways that I had coming away from this episode. One, Devin comes off we, we looking for a second, really Devin. unlikable. And somehow <laughs> Amber B comes off looking more likable after this episode, at least for me personally. I, we, I didn't hear anything you said for the past 20 seconds. You, you were okay. frozen the whole time. So coming out of this episode, I would say that there were two big takeaways that I had for me personally. One, Devin comes off looking way less likable. And two, Amber B somehow, for me, comes off looking way more likable. Because I feel like this entire episode, Devin was just trying to put words in everyone else's mouth of, of things that did not actually happen. He went and tried to essentially accuse Chauncey of colluding against Jay and trying to break up that alliance. And they went back and showed that content. And at no point in time did Chauncey say, yes, I want to get out Jay. I will work with you, you being Jordan, to get out Jay. And then the after they get back from the club, they spent five or 10 minutes on a confrontation between Devin and Michelle, where Devin tries to get Michelle to admit that Amber B called Devin a snake. And I don't know if it never happened or if or, or what actually happened because they never showed it happening and she refuses to pretty much admit that it ever occurred. So I, I thought it was an interesting edit that they gave him this episode. Well, that was such a strange interaction because it's like he's doing it loud enough for clearly everybody can hear him. Like like they start out with just it's, two of them and then like seven more people show up by the time the interaction's over. Um, and there's just not for, – for one, like if the opposite was occurring and somebody was telling Devin that Michelle was a snake, does he care at all? Like does he actually put a stop to that? There's absolutely no chance, right? What, like I don't get what he has to gain out of this really. Yeah. Well, I, like, like, how the only thing really I can think him? he has to gain is if he wants – the only thing I can see that he would have to gain, and I don't even think he would really gain this by doing this interaction, is if in his head he wants to sort of make some sort of public split with Jay and Michelle um to say that there are any relationship they have with them is over but I, I i think what he should be trying to sell on that point if he's trying to do that it's just so that there was some relationship in the first place i mean I, I, don't, I don't know what he was trying to do there. here's that what i think he was to trying to do he was drunk because they had been in a brewery all night and then he gets back to the house and during that whole scene he had a can of beer in his hand while he was smoking a cigarette i think he was drunk and he just was not thinking clearly and it made him mad that because throughout the episode, what they were dropping the hints of is Amber was saying, Devin is the one pulling all the strings right now. Devin is the one setting all this in. Well, so, it's just her. It, no. And it's true. 
It was they, they, Amber they also B said it, and there was a conversation with Amber and um, Michelle on the bed where she even looked at Michelle and said, Devin is pulling all the strings. And so telephone, tell a friend, tell a challenger. All of a sudden, instead of it being Amber saying that Devin's pulling the strings, it's Devin's a snake. Don't trust him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's also like, if you're Michelle, it's kind of fine if people think Devin's pulling the strings, right? Like, why do you care? Yeah. I don't think she's trying to, I don't think Michelle is trying to get in the way and kind of dispute that though, that he's pulling no, the strings. Yeah. So I think he just made a bad decision. People make bad decisions mm-hmm. in this game that are overall good yeah. players. I think that's just what happened here. It doesn't benefit him any, in any way. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was, in, it was interesting to see that happen. Amber B, I think it was it was interesting because they performed terrible in the mission, right? Like based off of the conversation that we had last week, this would be the type of mission that you thought they would have won, right? Rob, At least or, would have done, done well in tonight, yeah. Been the elimination, I don't know if it was that they just made the puzzle so difficult that neither team could really finish this would be the type of elimination that you thought that they would do really well in too, right? Especially against Darrell and Veronica, where Veronica... Um, why, why do you say that? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Devin's in the Rob position this episode. <laughs> Just keep, keep going. Just we'll keep going. Keep going. We got based you. Off of, based off of last week and what... I feel like the argument that you're trying to make is that they would be good at something where it was some type of endurance and puzzles. And I feel like that's largely what the elimination was. Well, I, I don't know. That they, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't at least mean to give the impression that I thought they'd be good at puzzles. I just didn't know. They didn't really have any track on it either way. Um, I mean, it's funny because Veronica actually had a similar elimination to this one on Dirty 30 that she dusted Anissa in. She was actually really good at that. And now I guess just with time and this one, it seemed like there was a bit more height. So it's harder for her to get up into the little netting. Um, that's kind of gone away. I mean, this also shows with this type of elimination. I just think that they just randomly happened to luck into getting the puzzle right before Darrell and Veronica did. Yeah. That yeah. looked like one of the harder puzzles that they've ever had in an elimination. Like it looked really difficult and it wasn't like, Oh, these people are just bad at puzzles. Like Veronica is pretty damn good at puzzles. Yeah. I don't know that Amber is good at puzzles, but she's not like objectly horrible. I don't think. I don't know if we have and it idea. seemed like they were there for hours no trying to figure this puzzle out. I mean, they, they, they couldn't figure out the puzzle in the mission today. So let, let's talk about the, the mission. I thought the mission today was really good. I think this is exactly, Phenomenal. Yeah. this is exactly the type of mission that we want to see. Everyone goes at once. We have, multiple skill sets that are being tested at the same time. And they're mm-hmm. skill sets that actually are transferable across, I guess, missions, eliminations, and finals, right? Th- these are skill sets they, they've decided as a show to be able to value. And so it's good to be able to see them tested in them and yep. see how they stack up to the competition. It's yeah. also one where it's easy to tell like who's doing well from the running perspective, yes. like that, which is also very useful you can, information. You can see I, how, how complete the puzzle is, right? That, that's a yeah. good yeah. like marker in who, who's doing good and who's doing bad. Yeah. Like, if, I think my two, go, go ahead, Trey, sorry. Yeah. If anything, I think what this mission revealed is that Nelson and Nuri's have signed their death warrant 
in terms of going into elimination. And we'll talk about their decisions about who they put in later. But by winning this mission, it became very clear that they work well together. Nelson has a partner who's good at memorization and puzzles and they can run like this is not a team you want to bring to the final with you. I think this is ideal situation for Nelson. I I, I think this is, he couldn't ask for a better partner at this point in time. I think Mm -hmm. everything that he's bad at, she's good at. And Mm -hmm. it really helps him kind of, I don't know. Like, I mean, we talked about this in the past that if Nelson was going to win, he has to fall into the perfect situation. Right. And this is the perfect situation for him. It's like Hunter and Ashley on final reckoning. Yeah. He has a partner who can, I mean, what, what is he really good at, right? He's good at endurance and strength. That's all he's good at. He's, he's like, as mm-hmm. we've seen tonight, like politically, he has a lot of like, politically, politically, I thought he looked terrible. I almost uh, feel like he, he should let well, I think help that, out a little bit more. Yeah, I think there was some more information that came out after the fact that explains a lot of what happened in progress. And I was saying some people just kind of forgot some stuff at the beginning of the season when they were looking at his decision making here. Like, everyone's like, oh, we should have put in Fessy. When, like, episode one, he and Fessy were like, no, we're, like, very connected here. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was part of it. The other big takeaway for me, though, from the mission was Devin actually looked pretty good on the run. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't see, like compared to the Spotlight and Allies final, where he's, like, walking and Emmy's the one who's encouraging him to go, he's actually keeping up with Tori pretty well. And they, in, in addition to doing the puzzle well, he, Nelson, he and Nelson and Norris seem to be the best teams on the run. So I don't get why in the mission they couldn't have just tried to guess the last two pieces and they had to go back. That was my thing, right? Again. Does that make any sense? That to was you? so weird to me. No, that made no sense to me. There must have been a rule or something. There might where... have been a rule where if you guessed and got it wrong, you had to take the whole puzzle apart, and so it maybe behooved you to make sure that you were making a very good try at the solution. Is my guess. I, I, I was thinking it was after each row you have to run back to the puzzle and well that's stupid something because like why can't you memorize multiple ro- rows at that point like why not well what i'm saying is that they didn't wasn't want there, people to do that. i don't know i don't know what the rule was there, but there had to have been a rule. wasn't there a comment by narice that nelson only wanted to memorize one row and she could memorize a lot more than that oh you're she right she did no, say she, that she, that's she why i'm say saying that. like i feel like that is not the rule but if there was a rule it probably was hey if you if you finish it and get it wrong you have to take the whole puzzle apart that's a huge like punitive penalty yeah, that's probably what it was, especially since Tori and Devin were pretty close behind them. Yeah. So anyway, I, I mean, all right. Let, it was a let, great mission. Like I enjoyed it. Like I, it's one of those missions where it went on not terribly long, but it was longer. But there was enough you could tell who was good and who wasn't. And it was to me very clear. It was like I don't know that Darrell and Veronica were long for the world when I was watching the mission because it was like. Veronica literally can't run, like cannot it's, run. It's crazy. Nelson and Norris or Michelle and Jay have won the past four missions, right? Nelson bit. and Norris and Jay and Michelle. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. They've won the past four missions between the two of them. It'll be interesting. To it see. feels like if they had been a bit more coordinated here, they could have really done some damage. Yeah. I mean, let, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the decision that Nelson made. For who to throw into eliminations. So Stupid. they decide to throw in Nanny and Bananas, Anissa and Jordan, <laughs> Nanny and Veronica. What did I say? You said Nanny, Nanny and Bananas. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> uh, Pretty much. Darrell and Veronica and Amber B and Chauncey. I honestly don't really get why you throw in Amber B and Chauncey. 
here. I think that's a decision that doesn't make sense. Well, so part of what happened here, so again, like I said, so he and Fessy are very connected. So that's why Fessy doesn't go in. I assume in addition to his concerns about like, he has some real world relationship with Narnia where he doesn't want to put her in against Casey. Um, I, that, that, I think that also might be why he doesn't want to put Casey in if he's that connected to Fessy. We know Fessy's connected to Casey. I think that that may have been why she wasn't really up on the board. So I think who he puts up as the four, and then I know also he said after the fact that he and Bananas had some huge fight right before this happened that made him think that he wasn't like on Bananas' priority list, which is why he put Bananas up there. But yeah, I think- Why the fuck don't they show that then? They have to show that because that's, I feel like crucial information. And I did want to say- I don't know, I don't. That I- there's one big criticism that I have of the editing from this episode, and there's one big positive that I have coming away from this episode. The criticism is that, again, before the mission, based off of who they highlight in that content before they go to the challenge, you know exactly what's going to happen. Amber B and Nelson mm-hmm. sit down, and they have that conversation where Amber B talks about how she fully mm-hmm. trusts Nelson, and you know that Nelson's going to be in a position where she can stab Amber, he can stab Amber B in the back this episode. So that's my criticism. The aspect that I thought that it was a positive this episode is I thought that they got more people involved in the edit outside of the people that were directly going into elimination potentially and the people that won the mission. And I think that's a really big positive. And that's something that they haven't really done a lot this season. And I think Mm -hmm. by getting more people involved, it creates a better story. And so that's the positive. Well, well, Tori and Devin don't win the mission and they're not up for elimination. Exactly. They're very involved throughout the episode. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that makes it more interesting because they're showing the content that was actually good, right? Can you imagine if they had that conf- confrontation and we didn't hear that that actually happened? That's like huge information. Really, I think they both said it happened. Like, I don't see what they would have to gain by lying about it. I know. So it's good that they added. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying that yeah. that's like, that's stuff that we want to see. That that helps helps the narrative. That helps the story. Um, yeah. So... Who I, I guess who else are the options? You, you started going through them. If Casey and Kenny are off the board, like who else can they really put in here? Like, there's not really anybody else they can put in of the four, right? I think that's what they ran into. Like, they I don't think... want to put in a ratio on Olivia, and they don't have much to gain by getting a ratio on Olivia out at this point. So I I, I think that what they put up makes sense. And <clears throat> I thought that Johnny once Johnny and Nani were thrown into interrogation once they got into an interrogation i thought they did a very good job i thought that johnny mm-hmm. did a good job to move past the fact that they were actually there he didn't even want to talk about that it, for him like yeah th- that happened right like he's smart enough to not dwell on that he was on to the next point of i don't think we should be thrown directly in right which is what you should yeah, focus on there absolutely i think that's my biggest takeaway from like the past three or four episodes is if you get people quote-unquote pressed in the interrogation you're just getting yourself directly thrown in yeah. I think that makes good TV and it might, might, might boost your ego a little bit. But we saw with Laurel and Jack a couple episodes back where they come in and very clearly are trying to intimidate Michelle and Jay. These are, and both, they directly in. these are both episodes with Jay and Michelle, though, where they're not playing the most rock-solid game that we've ever seen. <laughs> well, but I, who cares whatever they're doing? Like if you, but if you go in with the intent of intimidation, that you're just getting yourself put in at that point. Well, whoever's in there, that's what's happened at this point. I, well, it was interesting because that was kind of Nani's stance, right? Is she went in with intimidation. Johnny went in yeah. as the good cop and Nani went in as the bad cop. And I thought it really worked for them. And Nani really kind of tried to emphasize the relationship between her and Nelson. And that's kind of what saved them, I thought. Or one of, one of the aspects that saved them. 
I think it was all bananas in that instance. I think if they both had Nani's tactics, I think I don't know if they would get put directly in because Amber puts on a pretty good crying show too, a pretty good emotional display. Uh, I, I just think if you ever go in there with and you're just making emotional fireworks, you're gonna make the other person give the other pair the idea that oh we're just not going to work with them going forward. They've severed this bridge, and you're going to get yourself put in. So I, I, I think Johnny had the absolute right strategy. I thought it was a good combination. And I think the key point for Johnny was we won a mission before we didn't say your name and you were nowhere near our mouths when it came to the potential people to get thrown in. And I think that says a lot, right? Because like, it's like in survivor when you go to vote, when you have the chance to vote and you see how the other people actually vote before you go to tribal council, that one thing time, it's all kind of like theoretical. You don't know what's actually going to happen. And this is kind of true here where you don't know what someone's actually going to do when they win, but when they win and you see who they throw in and you're not one of the names that they throw in, that's when it kind of really forms a relationship. Um, And I think that is probably has a lot to do with why they didn't get thrown in directly here. Yeah. And I'm curious if I'm really curious as to how they got out of that is if it's just Amber kind of put herself in basically or her, her and Chauncey put herself in just by, the fact they were fighting with everybody uh, for the rest of the episode. I think Devin or really, Johnny wanted, did something Devin really wanted to get them thrown in. I mean, I think that Don't certainly think? seemed to be part of it. Yeah, and like, from his perspective, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Like, Yeah, it's it, insane. We can't, you want Yeah, like, you why, want why do you around? care, dude? You, they're not really winning anything. Like, Amber can, like, go and complain about you all the time, but everybody else is doing it, too. I, mean, I actually, I really thought the most interesting part of the episode was just that Devin advocated for Johnny to go directly in at a certain point. Yeah, that's the thing that I think stands out is I really thought Devin and Bananas were close to each other's number one at this point. And it was very clear that Devin is channeling his inner Wes and looking for his first opportunity to screw someone that's a threat to him in the game. And it was like, I mean, Wes, dude, Wes has pretty much never done that. I know, but it, yeah. but it just it was one of those things where it just makes me go, Devin is the unlikable version, less good version of Wes. You know, like it just doesn't make a it whole just, lot of sense from the I, standpoint. I, I think of, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Like, I think I don't know how much sense it makes because he's kind of like he tried to do it behind Johnny's back, right? Um, because of I don't think it, Johnny was like. Because but he did it in I such a way where bananas, it took bananas and Nani five seconds to figure out what Devin did. Oh, see, I, I don't agree with that. I don't know if I he think... knows that they advocated for them to go in. I think he knows he, he had some sort of agreement with Nelson where he wouldn't go in. But I feel like most people probably would have known that going into the game. Like, people know that De- Devin also came from the same Are You the One season. People know they're close. Well, see, that's the thing, though. When they put Banana's I... name on the board, Bananas and Nani were seen talking strategy and Nani looked at Bananas and go, Devin is the one that was pulling the strings to make this happen. So it was – they both figured it out real quick that Devin was secretly working behind their back. Well, I think that's what it is. I think it was the trend I, of the last few few votes, right, that over the over the long run – I think that's what their, it is. Their names have not so. been on the board yet. Well, which is not, not true. Been kind of like, they won a nomination the first week. The, that was kind of a weird week, though. Like, who even threw, threw them in? That was, uh, John, yeah. like, two people that aren't even part I mean, of the Bananas aren't even in the house yet. No, yeah, and Bananas and I aren't in the house. Yeah. Yet, but, that, I mean, that that is incorrect to say that. So, they have, they have been in once. But, um, so, he thought he was going to pull the strings, pull the wool over everybody's eyes. To me, I guess, 
my thing was just if you look at the where the board is, it's just hard to find who Nelson and Reese are going to throw in besides Bananas and Nani. That's why they have to stick with the four teams going in as long as possible. And I thought about it, and I think theoretically you could do this all the way until the uh, all the way until the end. You could and do the it to final five. The last ep- yeah, exactly. And the way that you have the last uh, mission before the final work is that the winners are safe. Everyone else goes into the draw and the winners decide who goes directly in. I think that's exactly how they should mm-hmm. do yeah. it because it makes for tough decisions from now until the end of the season, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. You want them to have to like try and turn on each other. And I think it's going to force these teams to actually try to win missions. I think we've still got one more week where a few yes. people will float. But after next week, I really feel like you have to win because after that, all bets are off. I mean, there's going to be, what, seven teams left and four of those seven go in? Like, you're more than likely going into the draw versus not going in after next week. Well, and I mean, like Bananas and Nani, I I don't know if they tried this episode, but they haven't won these past missions. They've been in the mix both times. They could have been thrown in two episodes in a row now. So I, I don't know if this – I get why people want to sit back and watch because they don't want to have to put four names up on the board. But it, I don't know if that's been the, the correct move at this point for anybody besides Tori and Devin. To quote Devin, quoting Nelson, they're getting down to the needy-greedy and they've got to get moving. <laughs> who who do we think is in the best position right now? Like if we were just to do like a impromptu power rankings, like which teams do we think are in, in the best spots? I still think it's Tori and Devin. I get they caught some smoke this episode, they, but I don't know how many. I don't know how I many think people. Fessy's in the best spot right yeah, now. Yeah, that's actually that's not a bad call. Yeah, how has he not Fessy been Mariner, in the draw yet? It seems like yeah, everyone that, that, is that on actually their side. that actually would make some sense. Yeah, I mean, I I just it it's baffling to me that you know I know Fessy hasn't won yet, but he's a really big physical threat and he could theoretically win a final oh they did win the one i forgot yeah um but it's like why wouldn't you if you're being strategic like if you're nelson i realized nelson and fessy quote unquote have a handshake okay great but if you're really going to make the big move and you want to ensure a good team goes home i mean nelson's kind of been floating in the middle this whole game like the entire game he's been kind of floating in the middle and he kind of sort of picked a side, but he kind of really didn't either this past week. And at some point to survive this thing, he's got to fully pick a side because if he doesn't, they're just going to get picked out. I think make, putting in Fessy from would have made no sense. They're, they're very likely to win a mission going forward. We know they have a good relationship already. I mm-hmm. mean, like, sure, Fessy is somewhat threatened to find, but for one, these finals suck. And also, like, <laughs> he just beat him today. Fair. Yeah, I th- did you guys just all go black on me? Yeah, yeah Devin lowered to- the quality so that we don't have issues moving forward. Hopefully, uh, okay. Yeah, it'll still record both, but it's just the uh, the audio coming through. Yeah, I mean, I think Fessy's in a great okay. position because at this point, re- who's really gunning for Fessy? No one, right? Jay and no. Michelle. Well, I guess not. I guess they they, they, they haven't though. No, they've they, had they two opportunities two. to throw him in, and they haven't. So, yeah. Honestly, I th- I think it's. <laughs> I, I honestly think it might be uh, Fessy and Mariah, and then I think Casey and Kenny in a really good spot too. You mean the wallpaper yeah. of the season? Yeah, I like, mean, I mean we that's just what, saw them get put up. That's kind of what you want, right? Like you really don't want people talking about you. 
No, you don't want people talking about you. I mean, we saw them get put up the other week. But, yeah, but yeah, kind of, I think they're in a good spot too. They were kind of put up in a position so that they it was unlikely that they would actually go in. Yeah, I mean, I think they're in a good position too. I just don't know how good they are as, as part of their problem. I think they stink, and I think that they once we get to nut-cutting time and they have to go into the draw – I don't think they're going to win an elimination because I've yet to see a single thing from Kenny that tells me he's good at anything. I mean, the first I guess mission... part of why I said Tori and Devin, I don't see it. I don't know that like who, who is putting them up in their four right now, if they go up. So, so you don't think uh, Johnny and Nani would if they won? No, no. Nani's dating I definitely think... Casey. They would never. No, throw you're, you're, them in. You're, you're behind Trace. We said Tori and Devin. Oh, I don't think they would. I think it's possible. Especially based off, of I think what's it's very possible. This last episode, just because it, it goes back to what you said, there's just if you're going to continue to put four people in, there's not a lot of people that aren't going to go in. So I, I would think they definitely put in Olivia and Ratio ahead of them. That's I think that's kind of obvious. They put in Jay and Michelle. Yes. They put in Nelson. Um, I mean, I think they're more lucky to put in Fessy than the, and then the two of them. I get yeah. that we saw oh, no. Devin pushing for first uh, for bananas to go in this episode, but I mean, we, I just feel like we see more of a concrete connection between the two of them than between Fessy and Mariah. I guess, I, well, I guess, I guess Mariah and bananas are hooking up, though. That's that's an interesting wrinkle. It's, I mean, the the one thing that we don't know is bananas' awareness level of how much Devin is actually gunning for him. We don't know if he's completely unaware or if we asked him and we'd be like, "Yeah, I know what's going on." You know, we, we just don't have any idea, I think. And I'm mean, like, we, look, we also know that, like, just sure, Devin mentioned Johnny's name at a certain point this episode in a way to try to get him put in. We do know that happened. But at the same time, we also know that it seemed like Devin had a, much more concerns about getting Amber and Chauncey out for whatever reason, the bananas and Nani. So weird. <laughs> Stupid. So it's just, weird. It's just, it, is there something we didn't see, you think? Dude, why? Because, like, the, the move here is obvious, right? Just throw Johnny and Nani directly into elimination that's the move right are we yep. all in agreement with that's that? that's the move and yeah, then you have the... almost a better than 50 percent chance that it's going to be bananas and nani versus jordan and anisa and either way you get rid of one of the strongest males in the house done that's my thing too like if they just had their ducks in a line between nelson and jay here who we know are connected and they didn't play passive to start like they had four straight weeks with power here think about all the teams yeah. they could have gotten out well, the the thing it's with just, it, it, is like a lot of that's hindsight, right? They don't know that they're going to have four. Yeah, of teams, course. But of course, I mean, Nelson had gone fifty missions without winning one. Hypothetically, though, they could have gotten rid of most of the strong people in the house if if they just would have put strong people in every single week. And then at the same time, yep, too, they, you could make the argument that you could make the argument if that starts happening on week one. Some of these teams that a month ago weren't trying would have started to try would a little tried. bit harder, and who knows what happens. <laughs> do you think but people so, were anybody? Do you think anybody was softballing at this episode outside of like Anissa because he doesn't want to run? No, no, I actually think not. everybody was trying. I think at a, at a, so once you go once you're up there, I think you've got to just be like, look, we can't we can't afford to be this passive anymore. We we have to try to win these things. Yeah. And I think that's one of the mistakes that these rookies make is they're like, oh, you know, early in the season, oh, I don't want to make waves too early. Like, look, when you look at the top of this totem pole and you see who's the the heavy hitters, if you are some of these, you know, rookie or teams or people at the bottom of the alliance, 
and you know the vets really aren't trying that hard because they don't want to make any enemies, you have to strike early and quick. You got to pull a Steve Minky. Granted, it didn't work out well for him in All-Stars 2, but that's the correct move to make. Steve eliminated either Brad or Derek with his decision, and he broke the life shield. Like, you have to make decisions that force people to do something. Otherwise, you're just going to hang around for a while and get sent home. Like, you have to strike quick. And these people, for whatever reason, don't do that. I, 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 in an interesting way, I actually think Amber and Chauncey coming back is kind of bad for Michelle and Jay, too. Whereas yeah, I think Michelle and Jay is by far best path forward here. It's just work with Tori and Devin and have that be sort of your, and Nelson and Reese and have that be the core of their lines going forward. And Amber and Chauncey don't like either of those two teams and they don't like them. So having them around, I just think it's going to be a problem for them. Cause I don't even know who else Amber and Chauncey have any sort of connection with outside of Michelle and Jay. And now that Jarrell and Veronica are gone. Yeah. Yep. There's nobody left. Yeah. I thought that, I mean, I thought they kind of like beat us over the head with the whole like Dur- Darrell is Amber B's mentor. Like, I thought that was a little much. I get why they did it, but I don't. I just don't think it was very convincing. They just need to sell that elimination to us in some way because Amber has not been. I mean, we saw this episode where everybody's angry at her, but that's all Amber's storyline is every season. <laughs> don't want to work with Amber again. Amber's untrustworthy. Amber's not. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where watching like challenge reddit over the last couple days has been i mean challenge reddit is just frustrating to me at this point anyway but it's amazing to me that they're all like look they all just gaslight amber and amber's this or amber's that and i'm like look we're not in the house and from the people that in the house it doesn't come across to me like they just want to like backstab her it comes across like they just don't like dealing with her in the game that she's just very very difficult to deal with and that doesn't mean she's a bad person it just means it's someone they don't want in the game because she's difficult to deal with. It doesn't mean that they hate her. Uh, were you surprised at all that Bananas and Nani saved Jordan and Anissa over Darrell and Veronica? No. no. You want Anissa in that final. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, you could make the same argument for Veronica. I, yeah, think, I, I, I don't I, think either of them is a huge threat. I wasn't surprised by it. I think it's just because Bananas knows that Veronica probably won't be back, and Anissa is like the the patron saint of the challenge casting agency. And no, I don't think I it's think that at he all. knows. No, that I think you, you're. I think you're way way. I, I think. I think really? it was just. I think it was just that they came in late to the game. They had already had an established relationship with Jordan and Anissa, and I think the editors really tipped their hand this episode when they included the conversation between Johnny and Darrell. At whatever yeah. I don't know I don't know where they oh, were yeah. whatever club they were at just some, like, they were bar. they were just eating lunch it was like their day off w- whatever that was they just really tipped their hands there they didn't need to include that I don't that, that's what I mean they, they're just being a, they're being like almost like inferno inferno two levels of transparent with what's going to happen uh, but I, mean, I feel like you need to tell if Bananas and Darrell's relationship is going to be important to some level you have to tell the story of what that is I, I do think they need to do that. I don't know because like, like it just tells us exactly what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know. I feel like they could have like sprinkled stuff in throughout the season a little bit more to kind of give us an indication. So it was like somewhat of a surprise here. I mean, I, I think like it's, it's, this is a very small part of the season. The fact that bananas and Nani put Darrell and Veronica in, like, I don't think you can make that a priority to sprinkle in throughout these. I, I didn't mind that they did that. Or just I sprinkle just the relationship in. 
I think I think that's what it is. Is like from an editing perspective, I feel like they could give us a better idea throughout the course of the season where people kind of stand. Because for some of these relationships, we still don't really know, and we've gotten a better idea over time. But I think that's really kind of. I feel like a takeaway that I have, and I, and I realize that they're trying to push a story. Yeah, um, I, I feel like there's probably I can't even see when he's frozen more, anymore because he's just like, a black screen. Yeah, well, fuck. I feel like there's a more effective way they could do it. Um, I, I agree. Just, I thought right. that part of it was fine. Honestly, I, I just I think I think this. I think that that sounds good in theory, but I, I do think that's somewhat difficult to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the know. more I mean, that I feel like I've they've done been... it seasons past. I think it's been more transparent in seasons past. Like watching this season, it's very murky, but I also think, you know, watching this episode, I think I've started to put the pieces together that really the main core alliance at this point is Bananas and Nani and Casey and Kenny and Fessy and Mariah. And then maybe Devin and Tori are number four in that alliance. And so that's why Devin and Tori are doing what they're doing and making deals with everybody because they know that they're not the priority for those other three teams. Those three teams are the top of the totem pole. I don't, I don't know. I think that Tori, uh, that Devin was just like, hey, I think Jay and Michelle have a chance to win missions going forward. I'm going to try to make some sort of tacit agreement with them. And he did, and it seemed to benefit him at this point. I don't even know that like there's the way the season's played out, there's like a core alliance. I just think each team kind of has their list, and that's how it's going to be. And that list isn't going to necessarily correlate with other teams' lists that they might be on. I would agree. So I, I don't know that there's going to be one sort, right, of, what else? one sort of nexus of power that this orbits around. Well, I think the what, format is probably what we, what's keeping it from being a nexus of power. I mean, that's really the key to it is like four teams have to go in. Like we're getting to a point now, no matter what you do, I think you have to, like you guys just said, now that you've said it, it's like you have to have your one or two teams that you're tight with that, if you happen to go into the draw with them, you know what they're going to do. I mean, Nani's going to save Casey and Casey's going to save Nani. You know, like those are those are the things that would happen if both of those teams were in the draw together. Yeah, I think with this format, I think it's led to an uneventful start to the season, but it really could be kind of a, a driving factor for a, a good end into the season. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. What, what do we want to make sure that we talk about um, as we kind of wrap this up? What, what do we want to make sure that we hit on that we haven't talked about uh, yet um, coming away? Do, from do you want to do a so. fastest five minutes real quick? And then we can we, go Yeah, let's that. do the fast we, five. We can't because I watched this on the airplane and uh, didn't take okay. the same level of notes. <laughs> so the return of the fast five will be next week. Um, I don't know. I feel like we've kind of hit the high points. I mean, we haven't done power rankings yet this season. Do we want to do power rankings of, the, of our top? Well, we'll say top four teams since it's all pairs, and those are be those are those will be the number of teams that will be in the final most likely. I, I think that's a good idea. More Trace, than likely, why, Trace. Why don't you go first? Okay, I think just I know we can't base a ton on the edit, but I'm still convinced Devin and Tori are going to win this season. So I think you have to put Devin and Tori one. I'm going to put Bananas and Nani two. I think Jordan and Anissa three. Just because, in terms of odds to win, I mean, just in terms of like who's going to make the final at this point. So no, we're doing a very different question. Who's, who's going to win? Yeah, and that's like, and that's what 
that's what, and, and these are the four teams I think are going to be in the final. So those are the people that have the odds to win are the four teams that I think go to the final. I think it's season. crazy to have Jordan and Nisa third. I give these finals. All right. Well, all right. All right. I'll put them fourth then. Okay. Yeah, you so look, you know, you do, look, you do whatever it's you his want. List. You, you do what you, it's you my do whatever list. you want. Okay, um, I will, I will. All right. So I will reverse that. I'll put Jordan and Anissa fourth. Cause I think they're making the final and I think they have the worst odds if they make the final. The other team that makes the final, though, is the wildcard team, and I just don't know who it's going to be. And looking at just how they perform this week, I'll put Nelson and Nuri's third. Okay. Right, Rob, I'll, I'll, I'll have Tori and Devin one. I feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah, this, after that, it's kind of difficult for me. I mean, there is – I have I'll put Bananas in 92nd, but I do, there is just a weird something weird with them that gives me some level of pause. I don't know why, why that is, if it's how they've been edited so far, if it's just that I haven't seen a bunch of standout physical performances. So I'll, I'll put them, I'll have them second now, but I'm not great. Don't feel great about that. Um, I'll have Nelson and Norris third, and then I'll have Fessy and Mariah fourth. Uh, so my. Finish right years down. Best you know, I'll, I'll flip that. I'll, I'll go Nelson and Nuri second, and then Johnny and Nani third. All right. So mine consists of the same four people as Rob's. Um, for me, I would probably go. I don't know. I just think it seems like Tori and Devon are kind of in the same position that. Some of these, I think it. they've gotten to the point where they almost have too many relationships too. And there's too many people that they're going to try and have to save. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with Fessy and Mariah one. I'm going to go with Ow. Nelson and Norris two. I'm going to go with Tori and Devin three. And Bananas and Nani four. Yeah, right. I was not expecting that one. Fessy and Mariah one is a brave choice, but it's I, not a bad a little, choice. They've just Why? been a little quiet for me. We literally, we literally just said that they're in the best position of pretty much anyone in the house. Or, or well, I don't know that I'm in the best position with that. And they've just been a little quiet to this point. What do you mean? Fessy's to their benefit, like, really. Fessy's been like out in front. Fessy's Fessy, well, like, where would you think Fessy is in overall confessionals for the season? He well, and they probably have that down somewhere. Here, let's look. Yeah, I, I look. I, I... My thing is, it's just all he's been doing is like talk, like trying to sleep with women and succeeding. I don't know that he's been actually succeeding. I think that that like, I, I think they're just doing a lot of talking. He okay. is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's pretty far down this list, Devin. He's like in the middle somewhere. For what? Confessionals. I'm trying to find it now. Um, I have him as like 13th. But I haven't put in this week yet, so. I don't think they have it up through this episode. Coming out of last episode, it's loading right now. So coming out of last episode, he was... Where is he? 
There's a bunch of people all bunched around, but I have him in like 13th. Oh, they have Faisal. I was, uh, he's, uh, what's his name? The question now? <laughs> uh, what, what, what was it? No, it was, man, I can't believe I forgot it already. Yeah, it was like, that was like a five minute segment. He has, so coming out of last week, he had more than Devin. He had more uh, than Devin. He had more than way. Anissa. He had more than a lot. I have him behind, but I have him behind Devin. So. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I know I heard you. I just said I had him behind Devin. I mean, they're all like they're all close. They're all they're all within range of each other. I don't know, I just have a hard time buying them winning. Maybe they do. They're, they seem like they're they seem like maybe the best physical team overall of anybody in terms of just power. What, so that, that's what's your benefit. Why do you have a hard time seeing them win? It's like they've been a little quiet to this point. I feel like there would have been well, more of a storyline built around them. Wouldn't you be able to say that about Devin coming out of this last? We just said this was all. Before this last episode, wouldn't you wouldn't have you been able to say that about Devin? Um, I don't know. I mean, Tori's been pretty present even before that. Would it be the first time that we saw someone that's kind of quiet win a season? No, it wouldn't be. We just saw fucking Casey win. All CT is like done. The last like few times he's won has been quiet. Yeah, it's, I think that's a little bit different, though. I mean, we, we see CT doesn't actually They're do quiet. anything. What can, no, but CT doesn't actually – like, they don't actually do anything, but they still it would show them – do. they would still put them on TV and have them, like, something going on with them. And that's what they're doing with Fessy. They're, they're showing him do something. They showed nothing for Casey last season. Well, they had her fake date with Nani. Yeah, that's one fucking thing. They showed Mariah have some type of relationship with Johnny, you know. For Kenny, they, we'll see for Kenny, they've literally shown nothing. They're that, not, I would consider I'd that they're not winning. I don't know, dude. I'm, I mean, that's that's a different level of nothing. I mean, he's even in interrogations. He gets like one confessional. All right, let's get out of he, here. Any, any anything else we want to talk about? Um, I'm, I'll just say that aside from episode one, which I was very much on the record that I thought it was a bad episode. I have enjoyed the rest of this season and it has been like a breath of fresh air to watch the main show and have good things to say on our podcast, watching it. So I'm very excited to see where the rest of the season goes. This isn't a spies, lies and allies situation where I was just praying for it to end. I'm actually looking forward to see what's happening because the last couple of weeks have been pretty unpredictable. And so I'm in on this season so far. Is it going to, you know, I mean, it could go higher up but i mean it's a solid season so far so as long as they don't fall off the wagon you know i i'm very happy with where we're at i really didn't like episode four but that was a really bad episode the first the first uh, episode nelson norris one but beyond that yeah i think the season's been so pretty decent to this point um a bunch of people got mad at me because i said there was a chance they could be as good as dirty 30 which yes you got by. a large reaction about that <laughs> I, I don't see why to say there's a chance it could be as good as 30 30 30 that's a very quali- like qualified statement i don't see why that should gender such a reaction yeah i thought same episode that rob thought was terrible i thought was really bad too i think there have been a couple of pretty good episodes and then a lot of the episodes this season have kind of just been whatever for me but i thought this episode was good I thought the episode with Turbo was very good. Um, and I think... Man, based I off of, Turbo was even on the season. <laughs> yeah. I think based off of the format, I really think that it, it could be... It, it's trending in the right direction. I, I think there's promise going forward. As long... 
is they continue to make them put four people in. If next week they switch it so you only have to put two people in, it's kind of a giant what the fuck. I mean, they could switch to a different format. That's also interesting. I mean, if they just shrink it, I think that'd be bad. But, like, right now there is still so much power in terms of who wins the mission. Like, I think that it's a bit of an outsized part of the format. You there? There we go. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a good uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Talk to you soon.